discover the inherent power of God in you. Whether there are challenges or not, we are still the same. We are constant. God is constant. God does not change. And that is the life that we have received. He says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That is the same life we have also received. We are also the same yesterday, today, and forever. What kind of life? We, we, we are the same because we have the same life with Christ. So when you think about God, think about you. Because everything he is, that is why he told Abraham, he said, I am your, your exceeding great reward. God gave himself as a reward to Abraham. And we are the seed of Abraham. Therefore, we have inherited God himself. Listen to Pastor Oti Boateng as Christ is magnified in you. This month, it's a new month, isn't it? It's a new month, it's the month of October. And this year is a year of the word of God, isn't it? This year is a year of the word, isn't it? And this month is a month of the spirits. Wow. Meaning that this month we are going to be learning about the Holy Spirit. We are going to become more spiritual this month. Your life is going to be spirit, spirit, spirit. Do you like spirit things? Ask anybody, do you like spirit things? What did your neighbor say? Like spirit things. Yeah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is so involved in our lives. We may not know, but the Holy Spirit is so involved in our lives. And the earlier we learn about the Holy Spirit and learn who He is and start relating as we ought to, the better. Hallelujah. You cannot have a, you cannot have a successful life as a Christian without the Holy Spirit. Do you see? In John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus spoke about the new birth. Jesus brought something into this world. Do you see? Jesus is God. Jesus is, is the Son of God and Jesus is God. Jesus is not a demigod. Jesus is God. Say Jesus is God. If you read 1 John, go to 1 John chapter 5, verse 20. Look at 1 John 5, 20. Do you know that 1 John is in the Bible? And it is different from the book of John. Uh-huh. This, is, this is our year of the word, so you should know where the scriptures are found. Okay? Maybe we should play some messages for you to hear some of the things that have been said in the course of the year. It says, and we know that the Son of God has come. And has given us an understanding that we may know him that is true. And we are in him that is true, even in his son, Jesus Christ. Then he says, this is the true God and eternal life. Jesus Christ is the true God and eternal life. Are you seeing it? Jesus Christ is what? Is the true God and eternal life. He is the true God. Jesus Christ is the true God. Jesus is God. Jesus is not a demigod or a, a junior God. He's not. He's God himself. Okay? Now, look at Romans chapter 9, verse 5. Romans 9, 5. Let's read from verse 4 so that it makes more sense. He was talking about Jesus. Paul was talking about Jesus. He spoke about the Israelites. Then he spoke about the fact that Jesus came to them in the flesh. He says, who are Israelites? To whom pertained the adoption and the glory and the covenants? All these things are related to the Jews. He says, the Jews who are the Israelites to whom pertained the adoption and the glory. All these things have meanings. Okay? and the covenant, and the giving of the law, and the service of God, and the promises. All these things were for the Jews. In other words, Jesus came to them 
in the flesh. He says, whose are the fathers and of whom as concerning the flesh, Christ came. You see, Jesus came physically to Jews. Okay? Then he said, who is overall? Jesus is overall God. Blessed forever. Amen. Have you seen it? Jesus is what? Overall, God blessed forever. So Jesus is God. Hallelujah. Jesus is God in flesh. Jesus is, is the manifestation of God in flesh. Okay? Now, if you read in Isaiah chapter 9, look at Isaiah chapter 9. Um, we can read verse 6. For unto us a child is born. This is a prophecy concerning the birth of Christ. Okay? He says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called what? Wonderful Counselor. The Mighty God. His name shall be called The Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. He's talking about the birth of Christ, and he calls him, he says, look, look at it all. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, not the demigod. He's the Mighty God. Do you get it? The Everlasting Father. So it is actually the Everlasting Father who came as flesh. Because God, God the Father is not different from his word. And Jesus Christ is the word of God. Do you see? So when, when you believe in Jesus Christ, you've believed in God. That is why we believe in Jesus Christ as our Lord and personal Savior. Hallelujah. Now when Jesus came, he came to do something on the earth. Jesus didn't come to just come and walk around and heal blind eyes and open uh, deaf ears. Okay, he did all those things, and which, which are very powerful because your father has not done some before. Has your father opened a blind eyes before? Yeah, As your, how about your uncle? Your uncle who is in America. I mean, you can't do such things, do you see? So what he did was very powerful. If you read in Acts chapter 10, verse, verse 38, the Bible talks about how, it says, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, and healing all them that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. This is what happened. Jesus was anointed of God, and he went about doing good things. Okay? Good things including opening blind eyes and all that, helping people who were, who were bound and who, who were in trouble. Hallelujah. Now, when he came, he came to do something. That's what I want you to see. Okay? He came to say he came to do something. Say it again. He came to do something. Very, very important. If you read in John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10 is a revelation of what Jesus actually came to do. Okay? Now, to get that done, he went through a lot of things. And we, we've thought about it. It's called the vocabulary of salvation. It's on the podcast. I think you should listen to it. It will help you. Now, Jesus said, The thief cometh not but to steal, but for to steal and to kill, and to destroy. Isn't it? Then he says, I am come. I came so that you might have life. And have it to the full. Okay? The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. So Jesus came to give life to humanity. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believes in him should not perish but should have what? Everlasting life. So Jesus came to give everlasting life. God gave Jesus because of something called everlasting life. Are you saying it? He 
says, whosoever believes in him. Have you believed in Jesus? If you've believed in Jesus, then you have something. You've received something. It's called eternal life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He brought eternal life. Now, eternal life is the life of God. Eternal life is what makes God God. Okay? For instance, there's a life of a dog. The life of a dog is not like the life of a human being. Is it? A dog naturally barks. The life of a dog barks, isn't it? That, what causes the dog to bark? It's his nature. It's his life. If a dog is talking, then it's, then it's going to be a problem. Do you see? Uh-huh. If a dog starts talking right now, if it's speaking English, you press the bell of that particular house, they open the gate for you, and you check, and it's actually the dog who has opened the gate. And the dog is talking. How are you? Who are you looking for? Will you stand there? Will you, will you, you run away, isn't it? Why? Because, why is what? Why are you looking at me like that? You run away because a dog is not made to do such things. Is it true? What if you, you went to someone, a friend, went to visit a friend, and his younger brother is barking? And trying to bite you. And saliva is all over his mouth. He's doing, what will you do? You wonder what is going on, isn't it? Because a human being does not behave like that. Human beings don't walk on force. Human beings don't back. It's not correct. So there's a life of, of human beings, there's a, which is different from the life of a dog, which is different from the life of a cat, which is different from the life of a chicken. Or a snake, the life of a snake. It's not the same. They are different. All these are different classes or different categories of life. Do you get it? Now, there's a life that God also has. That makes God supernatural. I don't know if you get it. There's a life that makes God supernatural. There's a life that makes God wise. The very definition of wisdom. There's a life that makes God create things. Do you see? Create things like he can create Things. For instance, when Jesus came, there was a guy who was born blind. He didn't have eyeballs. And Jesus made eyeballs out of clay and slapped it into his eye sockets. And it became eyes and it started seeing. Has your father done some evil? It's a very serious thing. Now, what made Jesus do what he did? John chapter 5, verse 26. Look at John 5, 26. I don't know if you are understanding what I'm trying to say. John chapter 5, verse 26. This is what Jesus said. He says, for as the father has life in himself. Which father? The heavenly father. As the heavenly father has life. Now, the word life there is zoe. It's the same word that is used in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should, should not perish but should have everlasting life. Do you get it? And it's the same word that we've been using all this while. John 10.10. 10. And the thief cometh not but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that they might have life and have it to the full. It's the same word. Okay? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Jesus says that for us, a father has life in himself. Because it is his life that makes him what he is. So has he given to the son to have life in himself. So Jesus had the, had the life of God as he was moving around. You see, that is what made him walk on water. Try it and see. You can't even walk on a gutter. How much more walk on the sea of Galilee. Jesus was walking on the sea of Galilee. It was boisterous. And he walked on it for more than six kilometers. I think the last time I was mentioning, I don't know which meeting it was. I've had so many meetings 
during the week, so I don't remember where I was sharing it. He walked for six kilometers. Do you know six kilometers? Matthew chapter 14. You can see it in Matthew chapter 14. He walked for six kilometers on water. Not even if it's 100 meters. Do you know 100 meters? Even one meter is something. Jesus walked for six kilometers on water, gently, coming like that. Wow! Has your grandfather done some before? Now, what made him do that? The life of God. There's a life inside that makes you act God, behave God, behave supernaturally. Are you seeing it? Or you are not seeing it? Amazingly, that life has been given to us. Free of charge. Because we believe in Jesus Christ. But we don't, we don't understand it much. We don't really understand it. That is why you can let a witch. Some people are always praying about witches. Praying about wizards. We bomb in some vampire. I mean all kinds of things. So when something small happens, if you find some rashes on your skin, you start mentioning some demons, something. You think some demons can have you. Brother, you, we, don't, we don't understand. The Bible says that they know not. Neither do they understand. That's a problem. They don't, some don't know. Those who know also don't understand. A lot of you know some things. But you've not taken time to understand it yet. You've not taken time to sit down. You, be, you think that you know. Uh-huh. But you realize that your life hasn't really changed. Even though you know. Because you need to understand what it is. You need to really understand what is going on. Please, you understand what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Psalm 82 verse 5. It says, they know not. Neither, do they, neither will they understand. They walk on in darkness. There are a lot of Christians who walk in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are out of course because those who are supposed to make it be in course are not in knowledge. They don't know and they don't understand. Next verse. I have said, ye are gods. Wow. I have said what? Ye are gods and all of you are children of the most high. Jesus quoted the scripture in John chapter 10. And said, if he said to them that ye are gods, to whom the word came, how say, and the scripture cannot be broken. How do you talk about the one whom the father has sent? Brothers and sisters, we don't know. I pray that God helps you know. May you know. And may you understand. The life that makes God, God, creative abilities has been given to us. Okay. Yeah, we have been brought into a supernatural world. Supernatural. We are existing in two worlds at the same time. So let's go back to where we where we're supposed to start from. John chapter 3, isn't it? John chapter 3, verse 3. A man called Nicodemus came to Jesus and was talking to him and asking him that. Listen, no man can do the things that you are doing except God be with him. And when Jesus opened his mouth, he didn't talk about what he was talking about. He spoke about what he wanted to talk about. Let's read from verse 1 so that you understand. Jesus knew what the man needed. The man was asking unnecessary questions. Jesus knew what he needed and he gave him what he needed. That's why sometimes you read the Bible and then you see, and Jesus answered and said. Meanwhile, nobody was talking to him because he was giving an answer to the people's questions in their hearts. Are you saying it? There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Next verse. He was a pastor, but he didn't understand the word of God. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. He was giving Jesus fans. We know that you are a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest. Do you see? No man can what? 
do these miracles that thou doest. Because it is, not, it is humanly impossible to do what Jesus did. It's not possible to do what Jesus did, humanly speaking. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And Nicodemus was affirming that fact. It is humanly possible. No man, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest. Except God be with him. Then Jesus answered and said, Unto him. Verily, verily. The word verily, when we see verily, it means assuredly, without doubt. I tell you, or of a truth of a truth, I tell you, I say unto you, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Except you are born again, you cannot see. There's something called the kingdom of God. You will think that life is what you are seeing now. You will think that life is about the trees, the water that is around, your mother, your father, your uncle, everything. You, you, that is what you, you would think that there's nothing after this place. Or you think that there's nothing happening around. Right by this world in which we are living, in which we can see, is another world called the world of the spirit. There's a world called the world of the spirit. That is why you enter Volta region. Okay? Now, Volta region is a very nice place. It's one, it's, Ho is my best place in Ghana. I would like to live in Ho one of these days in my life. Whenever I go there, I'm, I'm very happy. The drive from Accra to Ho is, is excellent. When I, it, it brings me healing. So many green things. I like green. You enter Volta region. And then you see that someone who says something, Gamalin 20, and then you use knife to cut himself, and nothing is happening. The knife is not having any effect on him. People are shot. You hear, po, po, and they, they just chest the bullets, Odeshi, hey, and nothing happens. I saw a video of someone using baskets to collect water, to fetch water. He was using basket. Do you know basket? Have you done some before? He was using basket to collect water to fill a drum. And the drum was getting full. The basket could contain the water. How are they doing what they are doing? How are they doing what they are doing? Spritz. Say spritz. There's something beyond the natural. Oh yeah, there's something beyond... There was a guy who dried his intestines. He opened his stomach like this and took the intestines out and dried it out for a day. And after a day, he put it back and closed it. Hey! Wow. It is obvious that there's something. There's something that is functioning here. Whether you know it or not. Whether you like it or not. There's something functioning. Do you see? For instance, where does cancer come from? Do you know the cause of cancer? If I mention malaria, you say it's mosquitoes that do it. That bring it, isn't it? Uh-huh. So let me mention something that we all don't know. How about cancer? A child fell. He was playing and then fell down. When he woke up, he had cancer. Yeah, something just started growing. And that, was, that, was the, that was it. Cancer. People are dying of it. You see. So there's, a, there's, a realm, there's the realm of the spirit. There's a spiritual, spiritual world. Okay? And you must be aware of it. You must master it so that you can produce the results God has designed for you to produce before the foundations of the earth. So Jesus said that, except you are born again. Now, what makes you see the kingdom of God? There's a kingdom of darkness and there's a kingdom of God. 
For instance, let's read Colossians chapter 1, verse 12. It is giving thanks unto the Father which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Next verse 13. Who has delivered us from what? From the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You see, he talks about the power of darkness and the kingdom of his dear son. There are two things, two basic categories that are found in the realm of spirits. Okay? Or in the, in the spiritual realm. There's that of God and there's that of the devil. For instance, if you read in Ephesians 6, verse 10 to 12, it says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or the strategies of the devil or the methods of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. He's saying that flesh and blood, it's not just, we are not moving with flesh and blood. Do you understand flesh and blood? Human beings are flesh and blood. But there are things that exist that are not flesh and blood. Which are existing and around. And are more real. And can affect flesh and blood. Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Have you seen principalities around before? But every area has it. This area has a principality. Kumasi has a principality. There's something that is sitting on Kumasi. There's something that's sitting on Bwedi. There's something that's sitting on the country, Ghana. Positive and negative. Or from God and from the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. They are powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. They are rulers who are in charge of the darkness. You think people are smoking shisha for nothing? There's a power that is in charge of smoking shisha. There's a, a power in charge of fornication. There's a power in charge of murdering. But one lady, just here in Kumase, one lady went out to go and do something. You know, to go and do her hair. She went out to go and do her hair. She didn't come back. So they, she's, not, she's not come back. She's dead. They buried her. So the parents was calling. They were calling her, calling her. They called her so many times. Then finally, someone picked up and said, listen, I've killed your daughter. And she's lying behind the blocks in front of your house. So go behind you, find her body. I've killed her. Then he cut the coin, threw the phone away. Yeah. Why did he kill her? He wants to do something spiritual with her. Now, what, what is that thing? Come. What is that thing that will make someone hold you with a bad intent and fall and not be able to handle you? What is that thing? If you are going to function with flesh and blood, you are in trouble. Anything can happen to you. You understand? Uh -huh. Try touching me. <laughs> what is that thing? What is that thing? If you want to come, you can come. Whoever wants to come. Paula, come. You are big. Maybe they think that she's smaller. So come. Oh, come, come, come quickly. I'm serious. Come. Someone should come. Come. If you think, maybe you think there are, there are people I know. So someone who, who does not, who is here for the first time, come. Someone should come. Someone should come. Okay, come. Thank you, dear Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. A guy, maybe some strong boy should come. Uh -huh. So that you see that it's like, oh, uh -huh. strong boy. Line up, line up, line up. Thank you, Lord. What is that thing? What is that thing? It's called spirit. Say spirit. spirit. 
now. You can be moving around normal. Like there's nothing normal. They can kidnap you quickly and kill you quickly. Do you understand? Is, it, is everything okay? Now, it is, not, it is not unique to me. Listen, listen. It is not unique to me. It is unique for every child. But we don't know. So we don't know how to stir the power of God that is inside us. Do you see? We don't know how to stir. We just move around. There are other Christians who have been kidnapped and killed. Why? Because they are not open. They are not aware of the realm of power. Do you see? We, we just move around as though everything is okay. Since they know not, neither do they understand. So powers of darkness can just influence you and take you away and destroy your life completely because you, you are not aware of what has happened to you. The world in which we are getting, where Ghana is getting to, you need, where the whole world is getting to, you need, you need extra, you need power. Do you see? You need something that will make your house vanish in front of arm robbers. One of our sisters, one of, our, one of my daughters in the Lord, She's, she was in an estate. They robbed the whole estate apart from her house. They didn't see that there was a house there. They robbed the neighbors to the right, the neighbors to the left, the neighbors to the back, and the neighbors to the front. But they didn't rob them. They were there. So they, the people were thinking that maybe they are the ones, they, are, they, they did something with the arm robbers, and then they came to steal from them. They couldn't touch them. You need something that will make your car vanish. Like you are driving a nice car, but you are not afraid to drive the nice car. Because your car cannot be seen by arm robbers. Your car cannot be snatched from you. They cannot use your car. Do you see? Yeah. Uh-huh. Now, it is the Holy Spirit who grants you that ability. And you have to start acknowledging and recognizing the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you. Okay? So, in John chapter 3, verse 3, Jesus said that you cannot see. There's a kingdom functioning. The kingdom of God is functioning, but you cannot see it except you become born again. You see, you cannot see that kingdom. You cannot function in that kingdom. You cannot get the power. Every kingdom has power and has authority. You cannot function in the power and the authority of that kingdom if you don't know. For instance, you shouldn't be struggling with money. You shouldn't because you are in the kingdom of God. There's a supply that comes as a result of the kingdom in which you find yourself. The devil supplies his agents with the ability. Don't you know? They just... They sacrifice his supplies. They sacrifice his supplies. The same thing functions in the kingdom of God. Actually, they copied it from the kingdom of God. You sacrifice God's supplies. Philippians chapter 4, verse 19. Have you read it before? My God shall supply all your needs according to his riches. But my God shall supply all your need according to his riches. His riches. In glory by Christ Jesus. There's the riches of God which is supplies to you. Okay? As a child of God. As so as long as you are doing what you are supposed to do, there are conditions. If you are giving your tithe, if you are giving all the things that you are doing, you are supposed to do, there's a supply that should never be cut. That's how it's supposed to be. But if you are not conscious of it, it will cut. It will not come as it's supposed to. There's a kingdom. The kingdom of God. Functioning actively. Actively. There are angels sent by God to guard you. Okay? To guard you and for you to send but all is spiritual. It's not physical. It's not physical. Hebrews chapter 1. Look at Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, right? 
Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth? Okay. Are they not all ministering spirits? He's talking about angels. These angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation. When you become born again, you are now an heir of salvation. You have become, you have inherited salvation and therefore they are angels that God has given to you to function for you. To go on your behalf and come on your behalf. You can send them to get money for you. You can send them to protect the road so that you never die by an accident. Do you know that there are people, there was a young man who uh, got born again in this church who was from Nigeria, okay? Hala to my Nigeria friends. <laughs> and was a cultist, was a former cultist and had killed 300 people. Now, do you know how they kill people? They go to these bus stations and touch their buses. So they touch a bus. Once every month, once every two months, they will go and touch a particular bus. And when they touch the bus, they will say some things about the bus. That bus is destined for an accident and half of the people inside will die. That's how they collect their blood. There's something working on. How come almost all the accidents in this country are around a certain season? December. December is coming. Some people will not finish the year. A lot of people will not finish their year. Yeah. And it's in specific areas, a particular area. Sometimes if you are driving on the Accra Cape Coast Road, you see they've written 2,000 people have died around this place. Have you seen it before? Yeah. 75 people died. This one, they, so take your time as you're driving. It's not about taking your time. Yeah. There's something there. Whether you like it or not, there's something that exists. Now, if, if that thing can make you think that there's nothing that exists, it has, made, it has got you for you to think that it is not there. Everything God supplies is spiritual. It's not physical. There's nothing physical that God supplies. It is all spiritual. Faith is what converts it to, to the physical. Everything. So that we, are, we are living in two worlds, but we don't even know. Go back to that place. John chapter 3. Except you be born again, a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Next verse, verse 4. Nicodemus said unto him, how can a man be born when he's old? Because Nicodemus was thinking in the natural. How can a man be born again when he's old? Can he enter into his mother's womb the second time and be born? But Jesus said, that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about something else. Jesus answered, verily, verily. He uses verily, verily again. Assuredly, assuredly. Remember, that's why I began by saying that Jesus is God. So if Jesus is talking, you should know that God is talking. Surely, surely, of a truth, verily, verily, I say unto you, Except a man be born of water and born of the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. There's something called being born of water and being born of the spirit. Which are all spiritual. And the two is what makes you born again. The born again experience is the birth of water or the word. The word water is actually the word. John 15, 3. John chapter 15 verse 3. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Do you see? The word of God has cleansing ability. It has water effects. Okay? Then Ephesians chapter 5, verse 25. Look at Ephesians 5, 25. I'm explaining what it means to be born of water. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it. That he might sanctify and cleanse it with what? With the washing of water by the word. The word of God is water. So to be born again means to be born of the word. Now, the word, have you seen the word of God before? He's not talking about being born from the Bible. Like the born again experience means that you were born out of the Bible. 
your leg came out of the Bible, your hand came out. That's not what he's talking about. The word the spirit. Everything about the word the spirit. John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So the word is God. Do you understand? The word is what? So to be born of the word means to be born of God. That's what it means. Now, have you seen God before? You've not seen God with your physical eyes before. Meaning that you too, you are born of the word and hence cannot be seen by certain things who are against you. Are you seeing what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. But if, if, if you don't know, evil will come to you. Trouble will come to you and you cannot handle yourself. Go to John chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Next verse. The same was in the beginning with God. Next verse. All things were made by him. All things were made by the word. And without him was not anything made that was made. Everything you can see was made out of the word. The word of God is what manufactured everything. Okay? Then it says in him. Next verse. In him, in the word was life. And the life was the light of men. The word of God is the light of men. The word of God is what lights up men. In other words, men have knowledge and wisdom and are alive because of the word of God. Because God spoke it into being. Let there be light. And light was in the word. And that light is what has lighted all of us up. Lighted every human being that has ever come. If you read down, you see it. He says that light lighted every man that cometh into this world. Do you see? The word of God is light. The word of God defines. Without light, it will not be functioning. You see, that when the sun does not come out, it's not going to work. If the sun does not come out today, we are in trouble. Hallelujah. So the word of God is what you are now born of. First Peter chapter 1 verse 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the word of God that lives and abides forever. Now that you are born again, if you are a child of God, you are now born of the word of God. Now if you are born of the word of God, what it means is that in you, life lay. And in you, light. Okay? You are the light of men. So if someone is coming to touch you and destroy your life, and you decide to go off for the person, because you are the light of men. So if you decide to go off, like I will not be seen, for instance, let me share a story with you. Reverend George went to preach somewhere. You know, he had been preaching to Muslims when he was younger. Preaching to Muslims a lot. And they didn't like him. So one day, he was passing by a Muslim community. And they saw him passing by. One guy saw him passing by. And when he saw him, he went to call his brother that, listen, the guy that, who has been doing all the things, preaching to people and all that, he's here, he's here. He brought the brother to come and see where, the, where Reverend George was and couldn't see him. He could see him, but his brother could not see him. Whilst he was there. He was there physically, but the man could not see him. The small boy could see him, but the man could not see him. And the man started beating the small boy. I'm doing something important. You come to call me to come and see what? Started beating him. And the man of God walked away. Why? That man did not have light to see. Without light, you see, there's, there's virus, there's bacteria, there's all of those things around. But because of your eyes, because these eyes have not been designed to see those things. These are, there are radio waves passing through your nose right now. There are TV waves going through your mouth right now. Going through your head. All over. But you cannot see it. Why? Because your eye is not designed to see, it's not special, you need special light to see those waves. Do you get it? Now, we have become the light of the world. One day, this same man of God, Reverend George, went somewhere. 
he found himself in the chief imam's house, the, the imam of the place, the big imam of that place. He found himself in his house, preaching. And all the Muslims gathered and said they are going to beat him to death. He got vanished amongst them. He was there, but they couldn't find him again. And he walked amongst them and went away free of charge. Now, it's a scriptural thing. Jesus had that experience so many times. There were so many times that they wanted to beat him and kill him. They wanted to push him off a cliff, but it didn't work. Why? The Bible says that he went through them. He went among them. How did he go through them? How? So we, too many, too many, it's too bad. Because we've decided not to key into what we believe. Stop walking like a normal person. Stop living like a normal person. You understand? Key in into the word of God. That's you are. And watch your life change. Key into the word of God. And watch your life change. Are you learning anything? Say I'm full of the Holy Ghost. Say it again. I'm full of the Holy Ghost. I'm full of the word. See, I'm not ordinary. We are not ordinary. We are not ordinary. I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. I'm full of the power of God. Look at this. Luke chapter 4 verse 29. Let's read from verse 28. And all day in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with anger. They were angry at him. Next verse. And rose up. Let's read a lighter version of this. Verse 29. And they got up and took him out of the town to the edge of the mountain to which their town was. So that they might send him down to his death. They wanted to push him down the mountain. Next verse. But he came through them and went on his way. How did he come to? He didn't have bodyguards, nothing. He went through them and went on his way. Wow. Lights. Lights. One young lady was kidnapped. We we're going to kill her. Remember, those things are in Ghana now. The ladies, you have to be wild. You are the ones that are kidnapping more. Have you noticed? Yes. So you have to be wild. Don't joke with the word of God. Don't only be beautiful. Don't only be concerned about your wig. Do you understand? You and your wig will go. Your makeup will finish. They kidnapped her. They took her into a bush, forest somewhere. Then she remembered that she was a Christian. And she remembered some of the things that her pastor had said. And started singing the worship songs of her church. As she was singing the songs, you know, she was sitting in the forest somewhere. They told them to rest a little, then they continued her journey to be killed. So as she was she wasn't only here. As she was sitting down, praising God and worshiping God, she closed her eyes for some few minutes, just thanking God for her life. That whatever it is, she's coming to God. Whatever it is, God can deliver her. When she opened her eyes, she was sitting on the N1. Eh? Like, this is Lagos. So she was sitting on the Lagos Ibadan Expressway. She had moved from where she was and was now in another place. Now, is it not possible? It is possible. Why? Because it is in the Bible. Acts chapter 8. When Philip baptized the Ethiopian Enoch, as soon as they were coming out of the water, the Bible says that he was caught up by the Spirit. And he was found somewhere else in Azatos, in another town. Why? Because he was conscious of the Spirit. He was conscious of what he was. He was conscious of where he had been born. There are a lot of Christians who are not conscious of anything. You are just moving around. You are only thinking about biology and chemistry. You are only thinking about ladies' bottoms and all that. Nothing. You are just there. There's another thing that is influencing you. There's another spirit that is influencing you. You must allow the Holy Ghost to influence you. Yeah, Acts chapter 8, verse 39. And when they were come up out of the water, the spirit of the Lord caught away Philip. He caught him away. That the Enoch saw him no more. And he went on his way rejoicing. 
It's possible. When Jesus died and rose again, he was with two of his disciples. They couldn't see him. He had changed. He had changed. They couldn't see him. That, that was Jesus. They had stayed with him for three and a half years and now they couldn't see him again. They couldn't see him. Was him. Meanwhile, he was with them. The Bible says that he spoke to them, shared the word of God concerning himself. And he broke bread. They went to have communion. He broke bread. When he broke bread and gave it to them, he vanished among... The Bible said their eyes were open now and they could see that it was Jesus. When he saw it was Jesus, he vanished from amongst them and showed up in the evening at supper. Are these things far from us? This is Christianity. What I'm telling you is Christianity. You are born for the supernatural. You are born for the heavenly. The word born again means to be born from above. That's what it means. To be born again. The word born again, the Greek word is ganaouanoden. It means to be born from heaven. That's what it means. To be born from heaven. That's what it means. How can you be born of heaven and be earthly? How can you be born of heaven and be normal? That's not our life. Our life is not a normal life. Except a man be born of water. Water is the word. And we are born of the word. See, I'm born of the word. I've shown it to you, isn't it? First Peter 1 23. Are you getting something to write? Yeah. First Peter 1 23. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed. In other words, you are not born of sperms anymore. You were you were born of sperms when you got born, naturally. It's the sperms that made you. What he's saying here is that you are no more born of sperms, but now you are born of something that is higher than sperms. Eh? This is the message version. So it's, your new life is not like your old life. Your old birth came from mortal sperm. You see, so I'm not lying. It's in the Bible. It says your old life came from what? Mortal sperm. Your new birth comes from God's living word. Just think, a life conceived by God himself. Just think about it. A life conceived by God himself. Wow. See, I'm different. That life makes you wise. That's why you cannot be foolish. That's why you cannot fail in school. That's why you cannot fail in life. There's something higher than school. It's called life. There's something higher than school and it is called life. And you will not fail in life. Yeah. Some people are brilliant in school but they fail in life. Because life is different. But you will not fail in life. Yeah. People get F's in life. F. It's not a joke. F in chains in life. But the life of God is not like that. All you need to do now is now meditate on that life. Think on that life. Think from that place. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is what it means to be born of the word. Now, all is spirit. The word is spirit. The spirit is spirit. Okay? The Holy Spirit is in charge of everything. The Holy Spirit is in charge of your new birth. If you read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 12. For as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one, one body, so also is Christ. He says, as the body is what? For as the body is one. Pastor Gideon, come, come for it. This is our pastor in our church in Tamale. If you go to Tamale, you'll see him there. He used to be here. And he's gone. <laughs> I see you also going one day in Jesus' name. Now, he says, for as the body is one. He has one body, isn't it? His body is one. Is it true? But does his body have many members? His body has hands. Hey! Has a head, legs, and all that. Isn't it? He says, for as the body is one and has many members, and yet all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. Is it true? Even though there are many members, there are some that are hidden, there are some that are not hidden. All of them are there, but they are all one body. Then he says, so also is Christ. Christ is also like that. 
Christ is also like that. When you become born again, you are made a member of the body of Christ. It's a spiritual thing. You don't see it with your eyes. It's not observed with the physical eyes that, hey, I'm now the finger of Christ. I'm now the leg of Christ. No. We are put into the body of Christ through our new birth. Now, who does it? The Holy Spirit does it. Look at the next verse. Verse 13. For by one spirit, by who? By the agency of one spirit, are we all baptized or immersed? The word baptized is the Greek word baptizo. It means to immerse fully. Are we all immersed into one body? What body is that? The body of Christ. We are all immersed into the body of Christ. Now you are a member of the body of Christ. Look at verse 27. Thank you very much. You can take your seat. Now are you the body of Christ? He says, now you are the body of Christ. Now, is it physical? It's not physical. Where, where is the body of Christ? Where is Christ? Where is Jesus? Where is his body? Jesus is called the head of the body and we are called the body of the body. Like, when you become born again, this is what happens. The Holy Spirit conceives you through the agency of the word. The word of God is the sperm. Remember, I just mentioned it to you. First Peter 1, 23, isn't it? The word of God is the sperm. Now, the sperm must fertilize an egg and be in a womb. What is the egg? The egg is the Holy Spirit. What is the womb? The womb is the Holy Spirit. Are you seeing it? That is why it says that except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So the word of God is the sperm. The Holy Spirit is the woman or the womb. He is even the sperm. The Holy Spirit is the sperm. That fertilizes his own egg. And he conceives you. Yeah, John 6, 63. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The word of God is spirit. The word of God is what? Spirit. So we are conceived by the Holy Spirit and then given back to by the Holy Spirit into the body of Christ. All that I'm saying is spiritual. You can't understand it with your mind. But God uses earthly terms to help us appreciate what has happened. Do you understand? Now, if a human being gives birth, does he give birth to a dog? If a human being gives birth to a dog or a pig, it will be history. It will be a very serious thing. They will get one billion YouTube views. Is it true? Uh huh. So if God also conceives and is giving birth, what do you think he will give birth to? What do you think he will give birth to? You see, you don't want to say it. He will give birth to God. And that's exactly what you have become. That's exactly what you have become. Oh, nini. You know, they believe. But that's, that's what the Bible says. It says, year of God, little children. First John 4, for year of God. What does it mean? Year of God. It means you are now born of God. So the Holy Spirit conceives us and gives birth to us and puts us into the body of Christ, which is all, everything is spiritual. So you must be awakened to spiritual things. The word of God, the spirit, spiritual. So you must be awakened. Try and live your normal, your normal world. Unless I see it, I will not believe it. Seeing is believing. Unless I hear it, I'm not... No, listen. There's something beyond which affects you whether you like it or not. It affects you whether you like it or not. Do you see? Leave your world. Leave it. First Corinthians 31. Look at First Corinthians 31. Paul said, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. He was talking to Christians. So. He said, I couldn't speak to you as unto spiritual. But I spoke unto you as unto what? Carnal. So there are Christians who are carnal. All their mind, their mind is only earth. Their mind is only physical things. Their mind is only things that are seen, things that are, you can touch. If I can't touch, it's not real. Brother, sister, there's something higher. And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. Why? 
Because they are only thinking about carnal things, normal things, like physical things. Come up here. Tell me about come up here. Yeah, there's something higher. There's something higher. That goes beyond the normal eyes. And the Holy Spirit is the one who makes those things real to you. The Holy Spirit is the one who makes those things real to you. He's called the Spirit of Revelation. He reveals the Word of God to you. He helps you understand the Word of God so that you can start relating with the Spirit. For instance, there are, demons should not be able to stand at your voice. No demon hatched out of hell should be able to touch you or have free course in your family. Like there's a demon of poverty that has been sitting on your family for a very long time. Yes, and it's even affecting you because your school fees cannot be paid. Some things cannot happen around you. Do you know all you need to do? All you need to do is to rise up and take your authority in Christ and point to that demon and say, you demon of poverty, out of my life, out of my family. And that will be the end. That will be the, just that will, but it will never cross your mind to do that. <laughs> You will try to use physical means to cure it. You will try talking to people. You try starting a business. Network marketing. You want to have sex with people to give you money. Yeah, right now it's one of the biggest things around. You just have sex with somebody, they give you money. Male or female. Yeah. Anyways, it goes. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. See, I'm different. Different. Say it again, I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like the other person. I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. I'm different. Jesus was different. He was unique. And it is the same life is what he has given to us. Same life. Same life. Rise up. Listen, rise up with the word of God in you, okay? Yeah, rise up with the word of God in you. Rise up with the word of God in you. The problems around you will not change with physical things. They won't. They are spiritual things you need to rise up with. And the spiritual things I'm talking about is the word of God because the word of God is spirit. It's spirit. It's spiritual. That is spirit. Hmm? That is spirit. So we are born of the word or water and then we are also born of the spirit. Go back to that place. Okay, John 3, 5. Jesus answered, answered, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except a man be born of water. And I've explained it to you, right? Have I explained it to you? What does it mean to be born of water? To be born of the word, isn't it? To be born of word means you are born of God, right? If you are born of God, what does that make you? Hey, you can't say it all. (laughs) Hey! 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 14. Let's read 2 Corinthians 6, 14. Look at this. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship has righteousness? We're going to righteousness now. He's talking, he says, unequal yoking has to do with uh, a cow being yoked or being, being tied to a horse. The horse is faster than the cow. It will kill the cow. Or tying a cow with a sheep. The, the cow is bigger than the sheep. Do you get it? Or tying a sheep with a wolf. The wolf will eat the sheep. 
So there's something called equal yoking. Equal yoking means cow, cow, horse, horse, sheep, sheep. Do you understand? Uh-huh. So he's saying that you are not, you and a non-believer, there's a big difference between the two of you. So he says, be not unequally. It's an unequal yoking. It's not correct. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. Unbelievers. They are unbelievers. You will think that all of us are the same. We are not all the same. They are children of God and they are those who are not children of God. If you've believed in Jesus Christ as Lord and personal Savior, you are a child of God. If you are here, you've not given your life to Christ. You are not a child of God. If you die, you are going to hell. There's something called hell that exists. Even though you have not seen it with your physical eyes. Die and see. If you like, die and see. No, do you think all those who have died are in their grave? They are just in their graves. Where are the human? Where are the people who are, who are controlling the body? There's someone controlling your body. It's the real you who live. That's spiritual. You can't see with your physical eye. When they are going, you don't see it. If you don't give your life to Christ and you die, and you are not serious with what you are doing, you'll be surprised. So he says, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship? What fellowship has righteousness with unrighteousness? He calls us righteousness. He calls unbelievers unrighteousness. And what communion has light with darkness? I told you we are light, right? What communion has light? We are light and they are darkness. Next verse. And what concord has Christ with Belial? He calls you Christ and he calls them Belial. So what are you? He calls you Christ and he calls them Belial. Belial is the head of demons. Beelzebub, Belial is the same thing. So you are Christ and they are Belial. Hallelujah. First John chapter 4. This one is very important and I'm sure it will help you. Hallelujah. Verse 16. Okay, let's read from verse 15. 1 John 4, 15 to 17. Okay? Now, he says, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwelleth in him, and he in God. He says, the one who confesses that Jesus Christ is what? Is the Son of God. That means the one who is born again. God dwells in him, and he also dwells in God. Meaning that the person is covered with God, his outside is God, and his inside is God. So what is he? Next verse. And we know, and we have known, and believe the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. He gives, he, John says it every time. He says it a lot. So that you will believe. Because it is difficult to believe when you are just seeing with your physical eye. Okay? Okay. Go to, jump to verse 19. Jump to verse 19. We'll, we'll come back to this. We love him because he first loved us. Next verse. Verse 20. If a man say, I love God, and hated his brother, he is a liar. Why? For he that loveth not his brother whom he has seen. How can he love God whom he has not seen? Are you seeing it? He says, love your brother. Why? Because your brother has God in him. <laughs> Go up. Go up. Go to verse 16, and then we'll come to this. This is the 17 is what I want you to see. And we have known and believed that the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwelleth in love, dwelleth in God, and God in him. Next verse. Herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Now, you would think that he's talking about the day of judgment. The day that we stand before the Lord. Huh. But that is not the word that is used here. He's talking about, the word here is crisis. The day of crisis. He says that herein is our love made perfect, that we may have boldness, we may have confidence. The word boldness is paresia. Hmm? I said the word boldness is what? Paresia. It means freedom in speaking, confidence in proclaiming, unreservedness in speech. 
He says that here in this, I love me perfect. In this is I love me perfect. That we may have boldness, parashia, confidence in speaking, confidence in expressing words, speaking words. In the day of crisis. Why? Because as he is, as who is, as Jesus is today. Now, how is Jesus? How is Jesus now? Can I show you how Jesus is looking now? You see, when Jesus was on earth, he was very powerful, isn't it? Healing the sick, raising the dead. Has your father done raising the dead before? It's not a joke. Raising the dead, casting out devils, walking on the sea, doing all those things. He was very powerful. Now, when he died and rose again, his power went to another level altogether. The Bible calls him the prince of life. Now, he didn't need to come through doors. The disciples were, were locked in a room. The windows were all closed. They were there when Jesus appeared in their midst. The Bible says, as he is, so are we. I'll come back to this. Revelation chapter 1. Let's read from verse 14. Go up to the place where he started describing him. Okay? I think it's two verses above. Maybe 12. This is John talking. Okay? He says, I was in the spirit in the Lord's day. I just, I just left. I was in the spirit in the Lord's day. And heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. The voice was like a trumpet. When he says, hello, you hear loud trumpet how are you loud trumpets blowing next verse who was it saying i am alpha and omega the first and the last and what thou seest write in the book and said it unto the seven churches so all this was trumpet he was saying it like a trumpet which are in asia unto ephesus and unto smyrna and unto pergamos and unto thyatira and unto sardis and unto philadelphia and unto laodicea verse 12 and i turned to see the voice that speak unto me or speak with me. And being ten, I saw seven golden candlesticks. Which is actually the seven spirits of God. Next verse. And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man. So he saw Jesus. Clothed with a white garment to the foot. And get about the paps or the breast area with the golden girdle. A belt was around his breast area. It only has a meaning. Next verse. Next time. His head. I just want you to see the description. Okay? His voice was like what? Trumpets. Then he says that he had a white garment all the way to his foot and then with a belt around his chest. His head and his hairs were white like wool. His whole head. Not his hair only. His whole, his head and his hairs were white like wool. Verse 14 now. He says his head and his hairs were like what? Were white like wool as white as snow and his eyes were as a flame of fire and his feet like unto fine brass as if they burned in a furnace and his voice as the sound of many waters so first john 4 17 which says that as he is so are we now in this world means that actually you and you who is sitting here spiritually speaking your eyes are like burning fire. Your voice is like trumpets. That is why if they like, they should kidnap you now. <laughs> he says that so that you have confidence in the day of crisis. Your confidence in the day of crisis is not, it's in knowing what you have become. It's in knowing who you have become. Your feet are like burning brass, burning in fire. Who will kidnap you? Who can kidnap? No, if you are moving out, that's what they see. Someone was walking through town, you know, and then someone was coming and then he, 
kicked sand and the sand fell on the guy's legs. Do you know what the person said? Why have you blown dust into my eyes? And the guy said, like you said, please, you've blown dust into my eyes. Wow. Because as he's walking around, spiritually speaking, he's turned upside down. And he knows it. He's aware. Something is in this world, though. And you too, you are something in this world. Wow. Say me to him, something in this world. Yeah. As he is, yes. so am I. So am I. In, this in this world. That's what the Holy Spirit has done for you. That's what the Holy Spirit has done for you. And the Holy Spirit is here to reveal these things. You see the way I've been sharing with you? You see the way I've been sharing with you? It's the Holy Spirit who has been sharing with you. He's called the Spirit of Revelation. He reveals the Word of God to you. He reveals and makes the word of God real. Gives you understanding. Yeah. Eye has not seen. First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9. Neither has ear heard. Neither has he entered into the heart of man. The things that God has installed for them that love him. Do you love God? Then it says, but he has revealed them unto us. That's verse 10. But God has revealed them unto us. How? By his spirit. By his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit is the one who reveals the word of God to you. Whenever you open your Bible, tell the Holy Spirit, dear Holy Spirit, teach me your word. Show me what is inside. Show me what you have made me. And watch your life go higher and higher and higher and higher. You cannot fail. I said you cannot fail. You will not fail in life. Say I'm a success. Say it again, I'm a success. Rise up and thank God and give him glory for what he has shared with you. God bless you for listening. We pray that the word of God will be rooted and grounded in your heart as you give attention to the word. Kindly follow Pastor T and Love Economy Church on all social networks for more of God's word. Don't forget to subscribe to the Pastor T podcast. Simply search for Pastor T on any podcast app, plug in and enjoy God's word. Visit our website at loveeconomychurch.org for more information. God bless you.